morning. Guess what day it is? It's Pentecost. It is the birthday of the church. It is a Holy Spirit day. And I just want to share with you that our um, advisory team met Thursday night, and the decision was made that while you're seated, you may take off your masks. doesn't matter whether you're vaccinated or not. That's up to you. And then uh, when you stand up to sing, we'd recommend that you please put them back on. And then next, starting next week, um, those people who have been vaccinated won't be required to wear masks, but we will have a separate place for distancing and safety for those people who cannot be vaccinated and have not been vaccinated. And of course, you have our youth in the back and our children and youth. Um, many of them are not able to be vaccinated. So among our children and youth ministry, uh, people will still be wearing masks um, to keep everybody safe. So I just wanted to share that with you. And uh, for next week, when we begin this, I just want you to know that um, one of the things that we took very much to heart was that we don't want to make anyone who's not able to be vaccinated feel like they're marginalized, but we want to keep everybody safe. And so you'll hear more about that as this week unfolds, but right now we just are glad to be here, um, and I welcome you to worship. It's nice to see some of your faces out there. Um, so, the peace of Christ be with you. Let us praise the Lord, and I would um, invite you. Now, this is why I wanted the kids to be up front, because you can start. We'll sing in a minute. This is the, today is the official birthday party of the church, and if we can get these back to the back uh, where the youth are, then they can have fun with them. Or you can have fun with them. So, it wouldn't be a birthday party without what? Presence. Your presence, your present is that you get to take off your mask and Are you ready? Let's sing. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday this question. Is there anybody here with a birthday today? Yesterday? Tomorrow? August. August. I got September. All right. Well, then here's what we're going to do. This cake is going to go to our youth for their time today and playing and having fun. Um, and if you didn't admit that it's your birthday, too bad, so sad. 
Happy Birthday Church. All right. So, Pastor Scott, when you go up here to do communion, if you could not dump the cake into the baptismal font accidentally, that would be helpful. I'll take one. Thank you so much. Yesterday, somehow in the process of making and doing all this, this cake, that's the other thing I tell you, it's homemade, um, is that I ended up with frosting on me somewhere and carried it to a pillow on the couch and, you know, hey, it's the way it goes with chocolate. Chocolate's chocolate. You can't lick everything. Um, let's pray. Oh, God, we come to you on this beautiful, celebrative day. We celebrate the birth of the big church and our church, and we just ask you to help us to have an attitude of praise and worship throughout this. May your Holy Spirit inspire us and move us and challenge us. May the Holy Spirit inspire and cause us sometimes to sit and listen. We pray for this and for all people everywhere. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Today, I am thankful for the children's ministries as well as the preschool program here at Pendleton Center United Methodist Church. My family is so thankful for the children's programs at Pendleton Center uh, Church. In a world that is so full of confusion and hurt, it's comforting to take them somewhere safe and full of hope. Our children attend the Hot Chocolate with God and youth group programs at your church. We just wanted to say how thankful we are for Miss Adrian and Mr. Adrian. We've been lucky enough to send both of our boys to Genesis Preschool. We've loved our time there. The teachers are top notch and they love what they do and they love our kids with all their heart. My family and I have been going to Pendleton Center for about six years now. When I ask my kids if they want to go to church, they always say yes. And as a parent, this is always so great to hear. The staff at Pendleton Center has always been so kind and welcoming. I am thankful for the children's ministries as they can help them learn to love others. It is something fun to do and it helps them make new friends. It helps them to get to know their pastors and gives them special memories. The Sunday school and preschool teachers are amazing and really get to know the children to help them become better individuals. Our whole family has felt so welcomed throughout the years that our boys have attended the preschool, and it's very bittersweet for us that our youngest will be graduating in just a few short weeks. Your children's programs have helped foster a love for Christ in our children. The children have learned so much and have had some great friendships along the way. Um, they love the BBS over the summer and hot chocolate with God and s'mores during the school year. Their children's programs are dedicated to teaching kids fun ways how to learn about God, Jesus, and how to be kind to one another. Both of our boys were able to grow up and learn so much knowledge that they can take with them as they transition onto school. And they made so many great friendships throughout their time at the preschool. And us as parents were lucky enough to make some great friendships too. This past year has been especially tough. Um, and it was so nice to still have some something for the kids to do, whether it was in person or virtual. Although we certainly look forward to all in person um, coming up. I'm looking forward to my children growing up within the church and I know it will be a positive experience for them. I am truly thankful that my children are being raised in such a loving church family. I am also very thankful to raise my children in the same church that I was raised. Um, but we really do appreciate and are so thankful for the church um, and what they've done, um, meeting the needs of the kids. In closing, thank you to all that help with the children's ministries here at Pendleton Center. I am so glad that my children are being raised in such a godly way.
That is an amazing and beautiful thing, isn't it, church? <laughs> to make sure that we are passing on that beautiful thing that God has done in us to those who are learning, those who are young, and so that they will, in fact, grow up in that path. Because we know what the word says, train up a child in the way they should go. <laughs> and when they're older, they will not depart from it. It is a beautiful thing to be a part of a place where so much good is happening in the lives of youth. Amen? <laughs> Truly a strength. And so as we come this morning, we know we're at our time for giving. And so as you think about all the different ways it's possible to share some of what God has shared with you, we know that you can give online. You can use that electronic giving, or you can send your gifts directly to the church. And of course, those of you who are here can leave your offerings on your way out. We are indeed grateful for all the ways God has shared with us. Amen. We know that God has been generous. God has been so kind beyond all our understanding. And so now let us open our hearts and give back to all of God's children all the ways in which we can.
Loving God, we are indeed grateful. Grateful for all the ways in which you continue to pour out your love as you poured out the Spirit for us on that day so many years ago. Please accept the gift back to you as it goes to the honor and the glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Take your seats. As we come to our time of our conversation with God together with today, we are indeed excited for the ways in which God has moved in our world, moved in our hearts, moved in our souls, moved in our lives. Amen? Because we are talking about a movement of the Spirit, and the Spirit continues to move with such joy, with such power, with such grace, and with such love. And so having known that in our lives, having experienced that, it is indeed such a joy, such a blessing to come together now as God's people, as we pray together. Would you pray with me as we go to God? Loving and eternal Father, we thank you for the gift that is this morning, a day in which we are mindful of the movement of the Spirit in our lives, the ways in which you have touched us, the ways in which we have heard the Spirit move around us, just as the disciples heard that sound of the rushing wind all those years ago, that you continue to bless us and remind us of your presence, that you continue to move with such power and with such grace. Lord, we are also mindful of the ways in which you have shown yourself to us, the ways in which we know that you are at work in our world, just as the disciples could see that fire among them so many years ago. And Lord, yes, we are grateful for the ways in which we know you are with us, the ways in which the gifts you give come out through our work, the ways in which the gifts others have touch and bless our lives, just as the disciples were able to share, speaking in all those different languages, and share your message with all those who were with them that day. God, we are indeed blessed by the presence of the Spirit. The fact that you have chosen to move inside in us and around us in all these different ways. God, we come today because with that joy, with that knowledge, and with that peace, we come because we know that there are so many challenges before us today, challenges to which you call your people, to engage. We know that there are those among us who are hurting, hurting because they have lost loved ones recently and they are grieving today. Lord, we reach out to them to offer comfort, to offer prayer, but your spirit goes places we cannot. And so, Lord, we are counting on you to heal those hearts, to help them come back together and to move forward into the new day you have promised. Lord, we also know that there are those among us who need to have their bodies restored because of injuries or illnesses, they are not at their best. And so for those who need to know healing today, we reach out to them, trusting that you, the giver of all healing, might work a miraculous work. Whether you work through those whose job it is to do that work, whether you work through those who provide comfort and care, 
But Lord, please work to restore them to wholeness and health. And Lord, for all of the challenges we see among us in our world today, the ways in which we encounter people who have such deep need, the ways in which we have failed to love one another as true neighbors and siblings in Christ, the ways in which we need to offer true love to a broken and hurting world. Let us indeed move as your people together, to move where the Spirit leads us, to share the love you have shared with us, so that those who do not understand will come to know, that those who are lost may be found, and that those who do not understand the gift and the presence and the power of the Spirit will come to understand who you are and how you are with us, even now. All of this we ask in the name of the risen one, the one who has saved us all, and who we worship and follow still, Jesus the Christ. Amen. from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 1 through 17. When Pentecost Day arrived, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound from heaven like the howling of a fierce wind filled the entire house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be individual flames of fire alighting on each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. They were, there were pious Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. When they heard this sound, a crowd gathered. They were mystified because everyone heard them speaking in their native languages. They were surprised and amazed, saying, Look, aren't all the people who are speaking Galileans, every one of them? How then can each of us hear them speaking in our native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, as well as the residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the regions of Libya beyond Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism. Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the mighty works of God in our own language. They were all surprised and bewildered. Some asked each other, what does this mean? Others jeered at them, saying, they're full of wine. Peter stood with the other 11 apostles. He raised his voice and declared, Judeans and everyone living in Jerusalem know this. Listen carefully to my words. These people aren't drunk, as you suspect. After all, it's only nine o'clock in the morning. Rather, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your daughters, your sons, your daughters will prophesy. 
Your young men will see visions. Your elders will dream dreams. And then we switch to the book of John, chapter 20, verses 21 through 23. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you don't forgive them, they aren't forgiven. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. I was surprised to learn that the person who wrote the words, dance like nobody's watching, love like you've never been hurt, sing like nobody's listening, live like it's heaven on earth. Does anybody know who wrote those words? If you were here yesterday, you can't answer. Um, It's Mark Twain. Now, I picture this bearded, mustached, Mike, Mark Twain, Mike Twain, Mark Twain. And I don't picture those words coming from him. But what do I know? I've never met Mark Twain. But these are Pentecost words. These are Pentecost words, and one of the other scripture readings that's often used on Pentecost is from Ezekiel and the Valley of the Dry Bones, where there are bones around and Ezekiel says to God, what about these? You can't put flesh on dry bones. And God said, Ezekiel, you know, basically ask. So Ezekiel asked, and gradually the flesh, the muscles, everything were put on those bones, and they became alive. Now, the image of dry bones isn't meant to be a literal translation or a literal word to us, the dry bones are the dusty and worn out lives and spirits that we sometimes have. Now, I pretty much don't know anyone who hasn't at some point or another over the past 15 months felt like they were sometimes a pile of dry bones. Am I right? It's been an extremely challenging place to show love to one another, to worship together, to see each other's faces, to care for those who might feel lost and alone. And so when we hear these words, dance like nobody's watching, love like you've never been hurt, sing like nobody's listening, live like it's heaven on earth, That is the message of Pentecost. You see, when Acts came, when the Holy Spirit came upon all the people there, they were all speaking, and they all understood each other. Can you picture the day when any of us and all of us could say something and people would actually understand, not understand the words, mind you, but understand us. Wouldn't that be the most wonderful experience that we could have? Now, I don't mean see into the deepest, darkest places of our lives. I mean understand us. 
to understand our worries, our warts, our, our, the things that we're afraid of, the things that we're so excited about but maybe have no place to share. This picture, which was painted during a youth event um, for the Upper New York Conference, and it was painted while um, the person was preaching on 1 Thessalonians 5.19, which I put here because I, you know, I'm not as young as I used to. Don't suppress the spirit. Don't suppress the spirit. And you see this person down here in the midst of this flame. Now I want to share with you that one of the most visible signs sometimes of places where we don't welcome in the Holy Spirit are when we look at ourselves and we look at our balloons, and I have mine and you have yours, and look at the difference. Can you hold yours up? This one's a little, oh wait, they might be representative of me, but it's a little shriveled. It's been around a while, and the air has started to seep out of it somehow, however that works. We sometimes think of ourselves as less. We sometimes call the things that we have done failures. We sometimes, out of our own hurt and frustration, rail at people, forgetting that they are those we love and that we are those they love. We think less of ourselves. We think less of others. In the Holy Spirit, when we can have a sense of God made you, Jesus saved you, and the Holy Spirit came to encourage, support, direct, challenge, love, surround you. You see, if we own those things, then how could we possibly believe that any one of us living in God's love would be a failure? Do we make mistakes? Of course we make mistakes. I don't see anyone here who's not human. We make mistakes. But when we own those mistakes as part of our identity, and we continue to look at ourselves as the worn out, the less popular, the less welcome, the less loved, the less attractive, the less financially successful, then we are denying the power and the movement of the Holy Spirit within us. Because when God sent the Holy Spirit to light up the church and to light up the people of God, God sent this final gift, well, not final, but the final gift of the Trinity that's repeated over and over throughout the scripture. We often think, this is it, Acts 2, verses 1 through 17. That's Pentecost. And then we kind of like, okay, got it. But it's not true. We think about um, the story we heard recently about the eunuch who was converted and accepted Christ and was baptized. We think about Paul's conversion. For those of you who don't know, Paul used to be Saul, and Saul killed Christians killed Christians. If somebody who killed Christians can be converted, 
and brought into favor and teach and preach and baptize throughout the generations, then surely you and I can serve the Lord Almighty with what we've been given and not feel as though we are not enough and to not feel as though those around us are not enough because you know where that comes from? When people say this, when people point, when people judge, I'm just going to say that most of the time, that's because that's how they feel inside. They feel helpless. They feel frustrated. They feel like nobody's listening to them, and it might make them kind of shrink and disappear and be sad, or it might make them act out and just push and shove at the world because nobody sees them. And they think God doesn't see them or measures them as inadequate. And if God made you and God saved you and the Holy Spirit came to encourage and comfort and guide and, yes, sometimes chastise, because sometimes those of us who know the Holy Spirit, the word is, could you just like, could you just like, could you just like sit down and listen a minute? Because sometimes God has a word to say to us. Sometimes God has a word to say to us. But it's never going to be, we are bad people. You are a bad person. You're not good enough. You're a failure. Business, finance, whatever it might be. God's word may be, you seem a little lost. How about you come back over here? You seem really broken. Could you just come closer and let the Spirit touch you? Could you possibly see differently when you look around at the people you know? Could you see them and recognize maybe all they're waiting for is for you to say, you know what's kept me going? My faith. My faith and I'll stand right up here and say it in front of God and everybody, my faith through this journey of COVID is stronger than it's ever been. And why? Because I have had to rely on God, fully rely on God, if any of you remember the whole frog thing. Maybe I'm dating myself. Fully rely on God. Because the world could not give what the world used to give. The world could not show what the world used to show. And sometimes we walk alone in that valley of dry bones. Or we think we walk alone. And one of the things that we rejoice about, and I hope that it sneaks in there with you this morning, is that the Holy Spirit came for you. God didn't make you to abandon you or to leave you sidelined. Jesus didn't die on a cross for you to be feeling as though you don't measure up 
to be feeling as though everybody else is better, to be feeling as though maybe you'd just rather hide your face from now on because you don't want to be seen. Jesus didn't die on the cross for you to be lost. And the Holy Spirit did not come to a joyless people. The enemy comes to steal joy, to steal our strength, to steal our intelligence, to steal our lives as we know them. But the Holy Spirit came that we might know who we are. That you, 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 all of you, and those listening might know who you are. Beloved children and grown-ups of God. Saved by grace, you can't earn it on your own. And surrounded by the Holy Spirit, and you know, Pentecost Day isn't always the best day to remember this, but what I say is you imagine your best, most favorite blanket, and you wrap it around you, and there you have the Holy Spirit. Maybe for some of you, it's a weighted blanket. Maybe for some of you, it's a shirt or a sweater. I don't, it doesn't matter. Might be a stuffed animal that you had when you were small. And some of you, I know there are children who are grown-ups in my family who still have them. They're stuffed animals. They hold them close. And it reminds them that feeling of being a baby and held and comforted and the world is going to be okay. My hope is, my trust is, that you might know that when the Holy Spirit came upon the people at Pentecost, that what I like to believe and know is the reason that people could be understood by everyone is because God had convinced them that they could dance like no one's watching, sing like no one's listening, and love like they've never been hurt. That is the gift this day, and I pray that in our children and in our youth and all of you adults, that we may believe that until our dying day. And when we forget, may the flames and the light of the Holy Spirit in all of you reach and get the people who have forgotten. Reach and get the people who never knew in the first place. Reach and get the people who think they are not enough. I pray it may be so among us that we may be courageous, that we may be comforters, that we may be the church. One of the ways in which we get to show our love for God, one of the ways in which we get to experience that closeness is through participating in the sacrament of Holy Communion. So let's open our hearts as we prepare to receive God's great gift. Will you open yourselves to the grace of Jesus Christ? 
that is always and already available here at this table? If so, say, open us to your grace, Lord. Will you open yourselves again to the call of Jesus Christ? If so, say, open us to your call, Lord. Will you open yourselves to the possibility of transformation through Jesus Christ? If so, say, transform us, O Lord. As we prepare to attend the heavenly feast, we pray especially for those who have no earthly table or no place at a table and so little daily bread. We confess this day that we have been slow to join the dance that brings life to all, brings love to all, brings sustenance to all. In silence, let us offer our own prayers of confession to God. Hear this good news. God has loved you from the very beginning. The invitation of Christ is never ending because resurrection can happen at any moment. The Holy Spirit is transforming you even now. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The risen Lord be with you. So lift up your hearts and voices. Let us give great thanks to the Lord our God. Holy and living one, you transformed the whole lot of nothing into this amazing creation. You breathed life all around and called it good. You invited us to the wonder of it all, and when we could not face you, you turned us around. You keep bringing us around again and again, offering us the chance to join the freedom dance. And so, with the glorious chorus of saints past and present, singing a never-ending hymn of praise, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Indeed, you are holy, and blessed is your son Jesus, the anointed one, the liberator, our dance partner, sibling, and friend. Jesus sat at tables with those who had no place, and he offered fulfilling food for bodies and for souls. And on the night in which he would give all love for us, he sat at a table with the extended family, just as he hosts this table with this extended family. He offered up the usual prayers, and then he disrupted the gathering with some uncustomary words. He took the bread, and then he said, take this bread and eat it, because this is my body, which is given for you. Every time you sit around this table together, remember me. 
And then he would take the cup. And he would say, take and drink from this. This is a sign of a new covenant. The darkness has given way to the light. The resurrection dance goes on. This is love poured out for all people. Whenever you gather around the table together, remember me. And so, friends, we do remember and we believe that Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us now. Pour out your transforming presence on the gifts of this body, on the gifts of this bread and the fruit of the vine. May they be for us your life and love, uniting us as one body, Christ's body, for the sake of loving the world. And now let us pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This table extends beyond this physical space into the space of the spirit that unites us. May this meal ready us to love, to trust, to hope, and to dance to the beat of our God's heart. Now I invite you to take your elements and open the side that has the bread. Know that this is the body of Christ, which is given for you. Take now and receive. And as you open the other side, know that this is the blood of Christ, which was shed for you. Take now and receive. Open your hearts and receive God's gift. And know the blessing. Amen. I invite you to respond to that wonderful gift that we've been given by standing, if you're able, and worshiping God with us.
place. Don't begin to believe that the Spirit stays here because the Spirit goes with you. The God who made you, the Jesus who saved you, and the Spirit who carries you goes with you now and today and forevermore. Amen. Amen.